so we're looking at uh, Judges 11 to 16 and um, in looking at Judges we always think of uh, Samson and Delilah we think of uh, Samson as one of the judges we think of Deborah but there are other characters such as uh, Jephthah and uh, he is considered to be a mighty warrior he is the son of a prostitute. His brothers rejected him and didn't want to share the inheritance. So they, uh, so he goes away, and um, a band of worthless fellows collected around him. So you can see some sort of leadership quality there. But what's interesting is that he understands the Israelite history and where they've come from, because there's a dispute now between the Amorites who believe that land was taken away from them. So he corrects them, and in order in correcting them, a very profound statement he makes in chapter 11, verse 27, the Lord, the judge, decide this day between the people of Israel and the people of Amnon. And here you see that uh, although he's a judge, he's, uh, there is a, a true judge, which is God Almighty. And he allows God to intervene. That's why in verse 29, the Spirit of the Lord was upon Jephthah and he passed through Gilead. See, the Spirit comes upon them. He doesn't live within them. So all the judges, you'll see even Samson later, that the Spirit comes upon them. And then he goes to battle and in going to battle, he also makes a, a uh, promise to God that if he should so win this battle, he will offer up the first... Uh, first uh, thing that comes to meet him, not realizing that it'll be his only first child. And uh, she then basically pledges a celibacy life uh, because of his vow and she is taken up to the mountains and so it's a tradition that uh, you know, girls uh, will go to the mountains and for four days or she, uh, yeah, four days, okay? So we've got uh, we've got chapter twelve, and we see the men of Ephraim, and these guys seem to be really arrogant, because every time they go to war, they want to be part of it, and then they don't do anything about it, and then they want to burn. So you can hear the arrogance: we will burn your household over you with fire. I mean, they, it's just uh, they are a pain, these Ephraimites, and uh, nonetheless, so. That ensues and carries on, and we then get a list of all the other judges and the time they ruled. Um, Jephthah ruled uh, or judged Israel for six years, and that wasn't very long. Where Samson will be coming into the story of him, and he he judges for, I believe it's twenty years. Is it? Let's just have a look. Yeah, he judges for twenty years, and um, but he's one when he judged for 20 years uh, the, the most of I would say his victories happened at his death because he killed more Philistines at that point than during his life so the most part of his life Samson had been living for himself and uh, you can see the life uh, let's go first into chapter 13 and start at the beginning so the Lord appears to his father and mother is to his mother and then the father wants a part of the action, so the next time he, he craves and he asks that he would like to know more. And so the mother gets another uh, uh, sort of uh, encounter 
with the angel of the Lord and she calls the husband and he inquires again and um, I like how it's the response here he asks him for his name and you know as we've been going through Genesis and Leviticus uh, Genesis Exodus Leviticus numbers we've been getting a picture of who God is and here you're getting to see another part of God says what is your name so that when the, your words come true we may honor you thinking that well that he, that uh, he is deserving of some memorial or such and the angel of the lord said to him so i think they also don't really realize who is speaking to them because they are still in doubt because she says earlier his appearance uh, of the angel of the lord very awesome but here he says uh, why do you ask my name seeing it is wonderful and god's name is wonderful and that's what we get to see and so his name is all there is no description of uh, of who he is because who we who we, we see is only limited and so therefore he is all that he is and therefore therefore he is the i am okay and um, so they offer a goat a young goat and grain offerings and they watch as the angel of the lord uh, uh went up in a flame f- off the altar this must be a spectacular sight and uh, now they believe that they will die because they've seen the lord uh now th- that's the strange thing it's as if this is a different type of people they are a generation who have not really known god imagine if they've seen what the people of israel have seen in the wilderness uh, they probably thought they'd have died So now you got chapter 14 and now um Samson is married to, uh, oh yeah he's he likes one of the daughters I saw one of the daughters at uh, Philistines at Timnah Now you see he, he they he is now trying to out uh, marry outside the family Now one would think well isn't that against the law and stuff but then if you go to verse 4 it says in the father and mother did not know that it was from the Lord for he was seeking an opportunity against the Philistines. Now, in Samson's great I would call it desire and passions, God orchestrates his purposes because Samson is not interested in God's purposes. Clearly, he is interested in in his, only his pursuits. And you see he's constantly needing to be enticed, he needs to be seduced. God doesn't do none of the such. He allows him and you see in verse 19 of chapter 14 the spirit of the lord rushed upon him and again you see that the spirit comes upon them and then he does a mighty act and then as he does this mighty act um you find out that uh, he's then a lot of i would call it jacob's uh, scenarios here is the girl that he actually was marrying uh, was given to his first companion and best man he comes back uh, she's given there then they die because of uh, a dispute that occurs and then we find that um, the spirit of the lord rushed upon him and he then uh, deals with them and as you go to chapter uh, 16 you see samson went to gaza and there he saw a prostitute so samson still about his own business and there he finds uh, he meets a lady uh, called Delilah and uh, he the Philistines asked her to seduce him 
for 1,100 pieces of silver. Now that must be a lot of uh, cash for that. If you look at what Jesus was betrayed for, what Joseph was betrayed for, Samson's worth a lot of money here. And um, so he basically, uh, she, she tries to find out what's his secret to his long hair. And one would wonder how come one would have a secret to their long hair oh, that would make them weak. How is it that they believe that? And um, did they not know that it wasn't just the long hair that brought about the power, but, but, but the Holy Spirit? So, um, but you can see that it, it, was the, uh, it was the long hair. And so you find that in the New Testament, we don't have to have any, I would call it external signs of uh, covenant keeping or a sense of, uh, I would call it, um, sort of behavior or long hair or not drinking wine. Uh, it's purely by the grace of Christ and what he's done in his marriages work, not ours. And so we rely and we, we depend on that. So um, she deceives him, as we all know, and you know the story of Samson and Delilah. And uh, at that point... Uh, they capture him, they seize him, gouges out his eyes and they take him down to Gaza and they bound him with bronze shackles, uh, shackles pardon. And so he worked in a mill in the prison and uh, after a while his, his hair stopped to grow, he's placed in between the altars and you know the story that uh, he kills them and says, oh Lord, please remember me Please strengthen me only this once, O God, that I may be avenged on the Philistines for my, what? Two eyes, not even what God's will is, it's just purely him. And says, let me die with the Philistines, and he does. And he is killed during his life uh, by this uh, death of uh, moving these pillars and destroying everyone else. Okay, so he's ju- he judges for 20 years. And so this is the story. What do we get from this? One the most important thing we get from here is that God is altogether wonderful. Can you not see him? Can you not uh, ask him who he is? Because who he is is not limited by a name, but rather of what he is. And he's altogether wonderful. He's wonderful for us uh, in all that we do, uh, in that all that we call to do. He provides a way for us. He strengthens us. He encourages us. So he is wonderful. He also prepares the table for us in the presence of our enemies. He anoints our head with oil. Our cup overflows. And that's our God. That he looks after us. And we don't need to look after him like the, the gods of Dagon when they needed to be, uh, they, to be tended to. Our God bears us and carries us. So with that, um, may the Lord bless you and have a lovely start of the week, uh, that it be one which is um, sought after the things of God. So it's so easy for us to make plans and live our own lives and pursue the, the urgencies of our life like Samson. But uh, we need to realize that the life that we now live in the flesh, we live in the faith of the Son of God.